Yes. All right. Now, of all the cases you've examined, when have you gotten too squidged out? Oh, well, actually, we can go back to, to Albert Fitz for that. That was a rough one. And I, if memory serves, I read a book for that. And uh, that those, you know, when you do a deep dive and read a book, as opposed to just, you know, like seven or eight sources from, from the internet, you get so much more detail. And that can be a really great thing. And sometimes that can be a really horrible thing. I mean, I, I usually have my research done, you know, by the day before uh, we record. That day, I finished reading the book, I think, about 20 minutes before Scott came over because I just had to keep on taking breaks and spacing it out. It was really disturbing me. So, yeah, Albert Fish, definitely, that was one uh, fucked up man, and uh, it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Albert Fish is the one who, every time I see a podcast that's doing him, I'm like, I'm going to hold off and not listen to this in the car on the way to school with the kids. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, that takes a lot. Uh, Cause I really like the Norwegian black metal last podcast, but yeah, I won't let him listen to the Albert fish yet. I'll wait till they're six. That's really a first. <laughs> I think that's a first grade sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They got to mature plus. a little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, the funniest time that ever happened, we were down in the car and my boys fell asleep. And so I put on my podcast and I'm listening to, I can't remember which one it was. It might've been one of the podcast things. And it was about the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand and talked about the assassination. And then the boys woke up and I brought him in. And my little John Paul goes up to me and goes, Papa, is Archduke Ferdinand okay? <laughs> and I look at the little guy and I just pat his head and I said, yeah, son, he's just fine. <laughs> Uh, it was. We we sent him to live in a farm upstate. <laughs> upstate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, as every announcement on my computer goes off, uh, thank you, computer. Um, so here's a strange question, and this is for you, Scott. Okay. I hear tell you are big into the gold rush. All right, next question. I'm gonna throw this to Amber first because I'm fairly certain she's the tallest. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I need my illusions, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's the camera angle that's doing it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which is weird. I don't I'm doing have this. a creepy dead lady behind me. <laughs> <laughs> if you are doing an episode of Old Timey Crimey, the best podcast that exists in the world today Aww. and forever uh, about, oh, let's just pull something out of the air, uh, the Black Dahlia. What beverage do you have in your hand? And, uh, oh. oh, no, you, you jumped the thing. And okay. the only snackage near you is a bowl of poorly salted pretzels. Okay, you may I, rum and coke, because oh. always. <laughs> um, and uh, I love poorly salted pretzels, so I'm totally okay with this. <laughs> I'm good. But they're poorly salted even by your standards. I, I have <laughs> at least five types of salt upstairs. <laughs> Fair enough. Scott, same question. Same question. Uh, as always, Diet Mountain Dew. Because I need the caffeine buzz, but I don't need the empty calories. 
It's a good point. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's actually fun. We could all probably just hold up our beverage choices because we have them with us. (laughs) Metal. (laughs) Ah, there we go. (laughs) Okay, Christy, now here's your question. This is weird. You have red wine, but no pretzels. What do you want for the snack? Oh, cheese. Cheese. Always cheese. Cheese every day, all day, for the rest of eternity. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my friends do a podcast called uh, Our Opinions Are Correct. And it's one of the funnier podcasts because they are two of the smartest people I know. But they also have the dumbest opinions I know. Which, it's a great combination. (laughs) i'll tell you what christy throws the greatest little and i'm using this word unapologetically soirees she did something i grew up in the mountains of pennsylvania so i'm i'm essentially three steps removed from a hillbilly Uh, (laughs) one day i go over and she has these little toothpicks where it's like grapes and cheese and i went Okay, let's give this a try. It's like portable wine and cheese. Let's give this a shot. Pop mint, it's fantastic. I eat grapes and cheese all the time now, thanks to Christy. <laughs> you do the toothpick or you just like have handfuls of grapes and cheese? You've got it on the second <laughs> one. <laughs> Toothpicks yeah. are a hindrance to caloric intake. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yes, now you are, you are a legendary party thrower, as I understand it. It it has been said, yes. Uh, I, I do throw throw quite the parties. Uh, it's it's just a matter of it's always been a matter of I, I had a, a little bit more space. Like you know, everybody was living in apartments. We got a little a little house out in the the country at first, and so yeah, it's always been just kind of by default for a long time. Uh, my my house is the, the the party house, and there have been some there have been some epic ones. <laughs> <laughs> Any arrests? No arrests, although we, we came pretty close the one night. It was actually, I believe, my 30th birthday, if I remember correctly, when I had to stop uh, Amber and one of our other friends from going up to burn down, literally, the volunteer fire department. It would have been so funny. <laughs> they had bandanas around their faces and everything. No, it wasn't a bandana. It was your kitchen towel. That's I right, I had your yes. kitchen towel tied around my head, and we were ready. <laughs> Happy 30th to me. <laughs> I was, but just imagine the firefighter standing outside going, well, isn't this a pickle? <laughs> Been perfect. Who do we call? <laughs> that would have been an assault on the, the Brotherhood of Firefighters, of which my family is a proud member. Uh, and I would have been wholeheartedly for it. I would have been like, yeah, go. Here, here's a bottle. I'll put the thing in the stego. <laughs> Well, we had we had flares, and our idea was oh. to just shoot the flares on top of the building and see what happened. Is it a thatched roof firehouse? There are very few of those left. No, but we were talking about shooting the flares and then throwing liquor bottles up to, like, ignite. But, like, we never got to see if it would work. Because Christy hard. had to ruin all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, Molotov cocktails and flare guns. It would have been fine. I once had to stop Amber from shooting a friend of ours in the back with a shotgun. Now, mind you, he was requesting it. He asked. He asked me to do it, and I was just agreeing. (laughs) 
there is a performance artist named Chris Burden who did a video in the 70s called Shoot, where he asked himself to be shot in the arm. And it went tragically right in that he got shot in the arm and it did no damage to him. And the whole piece now became, was it a real piece of art if I didn't get hurt? Okay. Answer is no, falling in the woods. Lame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Now y'all are in Johnstown. You got yeah. it. Flood City, I, Pennsylvania. Uh, I only know two cities in all of Pennsylvania: uh, Cheesesteak Town, where <laughs> I have literally eaten at every cheesesteak place in in Philly, uh, and every wrestling show in Philly I've been to. Uh, but more importantly, Centralia. So using those. <laughs> they just paved over the the uh, Centralia Highway. Oh, yeah. they did. Yes, they yeah. did. It is no more. Oh, hmm. uh, there was a great a bunch of friends of mine did a documentary about it, and uh, the kid who fell in uh, to the thing was on it. Was like, yeah, it was kind of scary and it was kind of hot. <laughs> That's literally all he did. It was the worst interview I've ever seen, <laughs> and I do terrible interviews. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so where tell me about Johnstown. Johnstown is it, it's kind of like a weird methed out version of Letterkenny. Uh wherein that it's essentially a lot of farmers, a lot of meth heads. Uh we have a lot of overdoses. We really enjoy hockey, and about once every 50 years it gets covered in about 30 feet of water. Mm -hmm. And occasionally you attract uh, cult leaders to kill 900 people. Occasionally. <laughs> yes. And see, now here's actually a question, actually a serious question. So 1950 is a really interesting year. Do you see any difference between the crime before and after? Not really. We, we kind of picked 1950. Uh, there's, it was kind of like we had, to, we had to choose like, this is where we've got to end it. And I was kind of thinking like, and for important cases, we've gone past 1950, such as the boy in the box case. We felt yeah. that Philadelphia's boy in the box case was important enough. There's somebody out there whose family is missing a member and they may, they may not even realize it. So we, we felt that that was important enough to go on past. But once you get into, once you get into like 1950, there's sort of an innocence lost. And in 1950, it was almost like we were trying to get that innocence back. And then you hit 63. And I think that's where America really took a turn. The JFK assassination mm -hmm. was really where America looked at itself and said, we'll never get that innocence back. Mm. So I think, I think a lot of 19, where, where the cutoff of 1950 is. Well, right now it's 1951. Because for every year we're on, we're going to go one year ahead. Oh, I see. <laughs> but but I, I think there's a sort a certain kind of kind of this weird innocence that America was going through, where it was like the the entire attitude in America was not in my country, you know. Yeah. And and uh, by 19, 1955, 1960, 63 especially, we had to admit, yeah, it's it's happening and it's it's going to keep happening. Yeah, and I think it's also regional, too, in a way, because in, in L.A., actually, it was the Black Dahlia that really brought people into the world of, uh, there's some seriously fucked up shit, we need to deal with it, in a way, mm -hmm. which they didn't, which I'm so glad of. Um, in the Bay Area, it was Zodiac. 
uh, and in uh, what's that place with the people and the things? Um, Seattle. New York? Oh. <laughs> no, New York has always been messed up. <laughs> yeah. New York is like, everything's bad, we're going to be murdered, like since 1723. Uh, but it was really uh, Seattle where it's the most. It's when the Green River Killer was uh, identified and that it was a, a serial killer that Seattle lost its freaking mind. And it's really, it's fascinating to see how newspaper headlines in Seattle change over time. Uh, I say this as a guy who reads a lot of newspapers from Seattle for no really good reason. <laughs> now, have you ever, have you ever read the book uh, Most Evil by Steve Hodel? I have read the book. Yeah. And it's interesting you say Block Dahlia and Zodiac. And Zodiac. Because Steve Hodel is claiming that that's the same killer. Also his father. And his father. And he, uh, yeah, it's interesting. They're, they're sort of two whack job theories that I, I'm kind of like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, George Hodel because he was legitimately psychotic. Yes. Yes. No two ways about it. Whether yeah. or not he was the Black Dolly killer, whether or not he was the Zodiac killer, mm -hmm. which you got to admit, Steve Hodel puts a lot of evidence out there that you kind of, it's not, it's not affirmative evidence, but you kind of sit mm -hmm. back and go, well, that's pretty flipping weird. Well, conjecture is a kind of evidence. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I think the other thing that's interesting, there's uh, the murderer, Eddie Edwards, uh, who has been posited for both of them mm -hmm. and uh, Adam Walsh and Jean Bonnet, uh, which is a fascinating story, which is obviously not true, but is like creepy. And I wrote this up in one of my zines and a woman who knew Eddie Edwards wrote in and I, I believe, I honestly believe you can see paranoid schizophrenia in these pages that were sent to me, largely because they were written, scanned, emailed, and where she wanted to make changes, she would write it again, scan the little change and put it over top of it. So it felt like one of those creepy letters, but it was emailed to me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to change my name and move to another city. <laughs> Respond back, TLDR, where do I send the message? <laughs> <laughs>